This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Listening Room. My name's Ken Young. I've got some wonderful music to play for you today as well for the next hour or so. Beginning with some very bright and bouncy um, Beethoven in, uh, in the form of the last movement, the fourth movement of his Symphony Number no. 2. Let's have a listen now. Well, the burglars of last week have uh, seen I've been into, into, the, um, into the office again. Oh well, we'll give it a... Another try, another day perhaps. That CD doesn't want to work for me. This is just really annoying. However, we'll just do that. And we'll play what I had lined up next, which is actually um, some Schubert. And um, a wonderful song cycle of his called Die Schöne Müllerin. And I've got um, an arrangement, actually, um, for guitar um, uh, of uh, the Schöne Müller and I'd like to play you a, a beautiful song called Trin Regen of that and it's sung for us by um, one of my favourite singers of all time this tenor Peter Schreier uh, with Conrad Regosnik who did the arrangement on guitar let's have a listen to that Und 
Schach versunken, der ganze Himmel Beautiful voice and beautifully played on the guitar too. It wasn't unusual for composers uh, around the turn of the nineteenth uh, century to write for guitar and voice or transcribe their piano accompaniments for guitar. I mean, Schubert did it quite a bit, but those particular arrangements were done by John Duarte and um, uh, Conrad Regonis. Uh, sorry, Regosnig, uh, who was playing the guitar there in that recording of. Um, uh, Tränenregen or Rain of Tears from Die Schöne Mürren by Franz Schubert. Um, it's not very often I repeat myself in this um, in this particular program, but I'm I'm going to make an exception today with a small piece by Poulenc, which I just adore, and I happened to hear it on the radio driving around in my car the other day, and it just reminded me how much I love it. Poulenc's favourite composer was Mozart, and it, it really does show in this little piece, the first of his novelettes for solo piano, here played by Pascal Roger.
I just love that piece. So simple, it's so beautiful. It was the first of the three novelettes for piano by Francis Poulenc, and it was played for us beautifully by um, uh, uh, Pascal Roger, who actually signed the copy of the CD, which I have in front of me. He came to New Zealand quite a bit and uh, used to uh, solo a lot with the NZSO when I was um, resident in that particular orchestra. Right, moving on to some Mozart. And um, I'm going to feature an album today um, by uh, Arto Grumio, one of my favourite violinists, with Walter Klein. Um, uh, Mozart wrote many sonatas for violin. I can't remember the exact number. But the thing about Mozart when he wrote a violin sonata was that the piano played a much greater role than had previously been the case for people who wrote for that combination. And it's really it, to the point where when they were first published, some of the sonatas were t- entitled Sonatas for the Harpsichord or Piano with the accompaniment of a violin. And Mozart in, himself dedicated them not to a violinist but to his piano pupil, uh, Auenhammer. And uh, it's quite interesting, and especially this particular movement from the A major sonata, K526. This is the final movement, the presto. Uh, the piano has the dominant role, I think you'll find. Let's have a listen. Thank you. 
Well, I thought that was pretty splendid, actually. I hope you enjoyed it, too. That was the final movement, the presto from the A major, K59, no, sorry, 526, A major sonata by Mozart, played for us there by Artur Grumio and Walter Klein, K-L-I-E-N. Um, we're going to have some trumpet music now, actually, dating back some time. And a, and a composer, I've not actually featured on this program before, uh, a German composer, uh, Johann Melchior Molter, who lived from 1696 to 1765. And he was also a very, very fine violinist. In fact, he made a lot of his living from playing the violin as well as uh, being a very fine composer. And he wrote this particular trumpet concerto in D major. And I'd like to feature the Adagio. And it's played for us by, who is it played by? It's played for us by Guy Touvron, French trumpeter, and the Slovak Chamber Orchestra conducted by Bodan Barshel.
wonderful playing, goodness me. That was the second movement of the trumpet concerto in D by Johann Melchior Malta, 17th, uh, sorry, 18th century German composer, and amazingly played by really one of the best trumpet players that ever was, called um, a splendid uh, French chap by the name of Guy Touvron. And that was the Slovak Chamber Orchestra conducted by Bodan Varshal. I think I'll feature more of Mr. Malta down the line. Um, Moving on to some Brahms and some early, an early piano piece, written when he was 20, 21 years old, in around about 1854, which also coincided with the beginning of his friendship with Robert and Clara Schumann. And this is um, the second of four Balladen, uh, Opus 10, which he wrote for solo piano. And we're featuring today, playing this gorgeous piece, Emile Gilles.
Brahms very much flexing his compositional muscles at the tender age of 21 and that fantastic piece is the second of the uh, four Balladen Opus 10 wonderfully played there by um, Emile Gilles now a composer I've not featured before and coming from the Middle Ages Hildegard von Bingen Hildegard of Bingen also known as Saint Hildegard and um, the Sibyl of the Rhine and she was not your average person. Um, well, she was a Benedictine abbess. Uh, she was a polymath, active as a writer, a composer, a philosopher, a mystic, visionary, and as a medical writer and practitioner during the High Middle Ages. Um, she lived from 1098 through to 1179, so to reach 81 in those times, pretty amazing. Um, she's one of the best known composers of sacred monophony. monophony as well as the most recorded in history. And she's sort of, you know, pretty much considered by many in Europe to be the founder of scientific natural history in Germany. She was an extraordinary woman. Um, I'm featuring a, a track off a wonderful CD recommended to me, to me by a friend and uh, composer colleague here in Dunedin, Andrew Perkins. The album is called um, Sources, S-O-U-R-C-E-S. Uh, it's from Virgin Classics and it features devotional chants of southern India and medieval Europe. And what they've done with this particular responsory by Hildegard von Bingen, uh, called O Felix Apima, is have Gayatri Sairam play the tampura, while Dominique Veillard does the chant. I hope you enjoy it.
That's the way it ends on the CT. Um, it's kind of abrupt. You think you'd like a nice fade on it, but anyway, gorgeous, gorgeous music. Hildegard von Bingen, and that treatment of a, a responsory called O Felix Anima, uh, with Gayatri Sauram on tampura and the, the beautiful voice of Dominique Valliard. Moving on, something completely different now, and uh, a very quick presto from the Symphony Number no. Twenty Two by Joseph Haydn. I think you might enjoy this.
jolly. Um, that was the Presto second movement from Symphony Number no. Twenty Two by Joseph Haydn, and it was played for us there in that nineteen ninety four recording on EMI Classics by the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Sir Simon Rattle. Well, he was only Simon Rattle at that stage, I think. Yeah, much sooner, but later than that. To end today's program, I'm going to feature, it's, it's, it's a very meditative piece, and um, I featured a movement of this work previously on this program, but some time ago now. Uh, it's a movement from uh, Olivia Messian's Quartet from the End of Time, Quartet for the End of Time, I should say. Uh, Messian was a uh, very fine French composer, as many of you will know, and he was a German prisoner of war between 1940 and 1942 in Silesia. And he was a pianist, and he happened to chance upon, in the same camp, a violinist and a clarinetist, who both had managed to retain their instruments, and uh, and a cellist who managed to get <laughs> an old cello, albeit with one string missing, off the Germans. And um, Messian had managed to hold on to some paper as well, and he uh, he wrote this piece, one of the most extraordinary pieces of chamber music ever conceived. And uh, it's ineffably beautiful, this movement I'm going to play. It's the movement featuring um, cello and piano, uh, which roughly translates as praise to the eternity of Jesus. It's going to be performed for us here by um, the Amici Ensemble, but in particular, um, if I can find the... Here we go. Find the right piece of paper. It's the Amici Ensemble, but there's only the uh, the, the cello and the clar- and the piano featuring. And the cellist is David Hetherington, and the pianist is Patricia Parr. The fifth movement from Quartet for the End of Time uh, by Olivia Messia. If I actually manage to push the right buttons, if you just give me a moment. Um, so this is not bright and bouncy. So sit back and... Um, just meditate for a while because uh, it's that kind of piece. You just want to relax and just yeah, just um, take stock of things, which is probably a good thing to do sometimes, eh? Here it is, Fifth Movement Quartet for the End of Time, Olivia Messia. Enjoy.
sublime. Just simply sublime. That was the fifth movement from the Quartet for the End of Time by Olivia Messian, played for us by the Amici Ensemble, in particular David Hetherington on cello and Patricia Parr on piano. Well, that's all we have time for, I'm afraid, today, folks. Um, I've really enjoyed your company and love uh, bringing you some music every week. And I hope that uh, you have a wonderful week and uh, are able to join me again at the same time next week here on ORFM in the listening room. Bye for now. The School of Performing Arts is the creative heart of Otago University. We pursue our passions as performers, actors, composers, songwriters, directors, music producers and dancers. Studying music, theatre or dance enriches any student's experience and opens the door to lifelong enjoyment. If you want to learn how to express yourself and communicate with others, work in a team, solve problems and think creatively, then come study with us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.